This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Thursday, April 2nd, the day after April Fool's Day. No, it wasn't all some elaborate ruse. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. Typically, the day before non-farm payrolls tends to be something of a placeholder in the treasury market. We have historically seen prices simply grind sideways as investors position for the BLS report. That's entirely different today given the proximity of initial jobless claims and its relevance to gauging the fallout from the coronavirus. Last week's 3.3 million initial jobless claims print has taken some of the potential sticker shock out of today's number, even if the consensus is above that at 3.7 million. Now, we know that this will not translate through to tomorrow's non-farm payrolls report, so to a large extent, what we're looking at today is more current information, and it's going to set market expectations for the April employment report, which will ultimately be released on May 7th. A lot of time between now and May 7th to trade the weekly jobless claims figures. However, that's really the most important piece of information in the market at this stage, aside from the incoming headlines and details related to the coronavirus. We've been watching a notable dynamic play out in the treasury market. And by that, I simply mean that rates are edging lower and lower and lower without any necessary trigger from either risk assets or other developments. Now, to be fair, the Fed has dropped policy rates to the effective lower bound and in doing so has cemented expectations for rates to be very low for a very, very long time. So it would follow intuitively that we would have downward pressure on yields, particularly in the front end of the curve. Now, two-year yields have steadily made cycle lows over the course of the last week, which is notable and has come with surprisingly little fanfare. Now, the 10-year sector is a bit more intriguing because overnight, with 10-year yields touching 56.4 basis points, That's the lowest that they have been in history with two exceptions. Those two exceptions are March 9th and March 10th, when rates got as low as 31.4 basis points and 56.2 basis points, respectively. This doesn't necessarily portend a challenge of the record low in the very near term, although our call still remains that 10-year yields will touch 25 basis points in the next coming months. Now, that's not predicated on another significant leg lower in risk assets. It does, however, reflect our assumption that the economic data is going to continue to get worse from even the present levels. One of the things that we have been grappling with here is how much of the downside for the real economy is already priced in, given where yields and equity prices currently are. To a large extent, a good portion of a depression-style slowdown in the real economy is already reflected in financial assets. The bigger question 
becomes how long is the U.S. economy going to be on lockdown and how long, once the lockdown is lifted, will it take production to get back to more normal levels. Now, a great deal has been said about how the new norm will differ dramatically from the pre-coronavirus environment, we're somewhat less convinced that this will completely redefine the domestic labor force. That said, there is going to be a greater focus on working from home. There's going to be material changes that surely occur in the travel industry, airlines, etc. But a large portion of the U.S. economy is service-based, and it's service-based on a very local level. Those jobs are not going to completely go away. They will eventually trickle back into the economy. But the broader issue really does become one of timing and whether or not the process is so lengthy that the health crisis ultimately rolls into a financial crisis. The odds of it becoming a full-blown financial crisis have certainly been lowered as a function of all of the efforts that the Fed has made as well as the fiscal stimulus endeavors from the White House and Congress. This is by no means to suggest that we're out of the woods or that the worst is behind us, but rather simply to acknowledge that efforts have been made to limit the economic fallout from the outbreak. With all that said, this is Ian Lingen signing off for today. Stay safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. 
BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.